A number of you have reached out and asked how you can support the show. After some consideration, we've decided to launch the Proud Stutter membership program. While all of our episodes are free, producing the show is not. And your support will help keep the show going and reach more people who stutter. So far, we've invested a lot of our own time and money to make this a quality show. Head to ko-fi.com slash proudstutter to make a donation or sign up for the membership program. Perks of the Proud Stutter membership program include one-on-one sessions with me, shout-outs and features, coaching workshops, Proud Stutter swag, and more. Our first fundraising campaign is to reach $500. These funds will go into production planning of season two, which will start in a few months. Stay in the loop, though, because during our break in between seasons, we will be creating content, putting on events, and releasing episodes here and there. Our last bit of news, this episode will be Cynthia's last as co-host of Proud Stutter. While I am so sorry to see you go, Cynthia, I am wishing you all the best in your future endeavors. It has been a pleasure to have you as my co-host for season one. Thank you so much for helping me start this journey and for showing the world what a true allyship looks like for the stuttering community. I'm Maya Chupkov, and I'm a woman who stutters. And I'm Cynthia Chin, Maya's longtime friend, and I know nothing about stuttering. And this is Proud Stutter, a podcast about stuttering and embracing verbal diversity in an effort to change how we talk about it, one conversation at a time. Welcome back to Proud Stutter. Today is our season finale, and we have a very special guest from the stuttering community. I'm sure all of you know her because she's a celebrity. (laughs) I'm so excited to welcome Nina G, the Bay Area's only female stuttering stand-up comedian. She's also an author and a professional speaker. Welcome, Nina. Thank you. It's it's an honor to be on the season finale. So, Thank you for having me. Of course. I couldn't think of a better person to end such a fantastic season, our first season of Proud Stutter. I'm really interested in learning more about your activism around stuttering and how you use your platform, both as a comedian and an author and a speaker, as a way to stand up for those who stutter and have... disabilities in 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 general I'm going into my 12th year of comedy and part of what I wanted to do aside from doing comedy which was a lifelong dream and passion and that uh, and all of that I also wanted to integrate a level of stuttering advocacy and activism in that both in just like getting the stuttering experience out there, especially from a woman's point of view, 
and not making it as the stutter is the butt of the joke, but instead the weird situations that you get into because of your stutter and the reactions from others and the barriers that you might experience. And trying to normalize, I guess would be the word, trying to like just get people to know that experience because the way that I feel is like, yeah, you could have all of the civil rights laws in the world like the Americans with Disabilities Act. It doesn't change the hearts and the minds. And I think that people need to understand our experiences. Now, that is one aspect. Another aspect, especially um, working with the British Stammering Association this year, they led a campaign to get stuttering voices out in the world. And because, you know, so many times it's like you hear about us the second month of May and you hear about us on October 22nd, then eh, that's it. Um, And so their goal was to get us on TV, get us on the radio, get us in front of people to share our stuttering voices, whether we are a paleontologist, whether we're a stand-up comic, and it doesn't have to be just on stuttering, but it's on whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, so can we talk about stuttering and, and pop culture for a second? Because comedy is such a great way to change hearts and minds. I think humor, it really taps in to those emotions, I, I think, in a really u- unique way. So, like, there are a ton of horrible examples of stuttering portrayals out there. There's Billy Madison. There's the Office episode where Stanley infamously yells at Michael, like, did I stutter? Are there, there are, like, positive examples out there? And why is popular culture and comedy so important for shifting the narrative around stuttering yes i think predominantly the popular culture things are mostly not great it's my favorite horrible example of stuttering is elvis presley's last film and the elvis chick for that film was mary tyler moore and she played a nun who was a speech therapist okay so um and and of course elvis was the doctor who makes the nun possibly question whether or not she's gonna leave the convent because elvis the hot doctor she 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 falls in love with him now in this film first of all elvis cures a little girl's autism by just hugging her because Elvis's love is that strong. So there's that. But then there is a, a stuttering guy in it. <laughs> and it just gets worse. Um, the stuttering guy, young guy, um, he is being seen by Mary Tyler Moore. And he holds up a knife and he's like, I feel powerful. 
And you know, this stuttering that we always see in popular culture, it's always so awful. I don't know who they watch thinking that stuttering is this, uh, 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 uh. wait, it's not like that. We stutter in so many different ways and we know that your acting is bad by how badly you stutter. So there's that. Anyway, at the end, the stutterer tries to put puts the moves on to marry Tyler Moore um, and threatens to kill her. Um, and they have to, t and, and then Elvis has to come and save the day, punches out the stutterer. Um, so, okay, so that is my favorite worst example. Um, but, you know, in, in a lot of movies, like the person who stutters either kills himself, and it's always him. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's that. That's so true. I never noticed that. Or they die at the end. They die because they get run over by something or like, like something happens. So, you know, lots of, and, and that's why Porky Pig, I, I always say Porky Pig growing up was my b best example uh, of a person who stuttered, which, you know, when a little girl sees a role model as a cartoon pig who to doesn't wear pants like that's that's not really a great example um so this is why we need more and i think the more positive ones i think my favorite one is from the movie uh, rockets science have you guys seen that no nope have not heard of it oh is that a john hughes movie no but it kind of looks like it could be <laughs> Because okay. it, it is, because it is a, it, it's a teenage story, and um, and it's about a kid who joins the de, de, debate team, and he stutters, um, and just about that that experience coming of age kind of thing. So that's my favorite example. And then, like a year after that, we have the King speech, wonderful and great. Had some misinformation in there i like that because it normalizes speech like yeah like you're just like everyone else you're still a rich dude so the king's speech great and lovely great that it was written by a per person who stutters but nonetheless can we get someone in between the dude who dies at the end of the end of the film and a king <laughs> So if you were to write a movie or a TV show, um, what would that look like in terms of the portrayal of a person who stutters? Okay, so I went to go see in Branson, M M M M Missouri, me and my friend Gina. And so we went to the M M M Moses play um, because like there's a big Christian community there. So we paid 50 bucks each to go to the M M M M M M M Moses play and we're like okay Moses better freaking stutter and so and, and, and Gina stutters too um and so we go and he stutters when he talks to the b burning bush um where he says but 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 God I am not whatever the word it's I, I'm not fluid of speech or my tongue I don't know what he said I I, I am Catholic and we never open up the b Bible um so he says that and, and he stutters there 
Then he then he gives this big speech to the f- f- Pharaoh and he is totally fluent. Going back to what I would want to see, I would have wanted to see a stuttering actor in that role. That's what I want to see is authentic stuttering parts played by people who stutter along with like, hey, here is a lawyer who happens to stutter because the actor stutters. Not, and, and see, and this actually kind of happened in my cousin Vinny, but it was played for laughs instead of playing to normalize. So making it so it's just part of everyday life. Along with that, in reality shows, so much of it is focused on us being fluent. Like, oh, the kid sings and now he's not stuttering because he sings. Yeah, it's freaking science. So I would also just like to see like the narrative changed that you could just talk the way you talk. You don't have to talk like everyone else. That reminds me because a lot of celebrities talk about their childhood stutter and yet we never see those celebrities actually stutter and it's so hard for me to relate to those stories because they're famous, they're celebrities, and I never hear them stutter. I think a lot of people who stutter are trained to hide it to fit into society, but rarely do we see people like you who who are public figures and are unapologetically stuttering. And I think the more of those figures we have, the more people who have been hiding their stutter their whole lives will start coming out of the shadows. What I've noticed in doing comedy, at least in the San Francisco scene, like, you know, comics can be, they can be assholes about so many things. They could pretty much, like, the initial response to my stutter is sometimes not 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 novelty but it's the one place where like I am where it's like my stutter leads and is forgotten that reminds me of something that you said in a recent interview you said comedy is the only place where I feel completely free with my stutter is that kind of along the same lines where you you know you you introduce yourself with the stutter and then you're able to be you because you've you've been able to, you know, free yourself of that? Yeah, no, I I think I can handle my stutter in the way that is most authentic to me and this situation. Um, And and I talk about this in my books, Stutter Interrupted, where, um, like, if you get a, a microaggression on five, you're always like, okay, like, did they do that? Did they not? How should I handle it? It's very ambiguous, but when someone tells me, like once I was introduced to someone um, in comedy and I said my name, I said, my my name's Nina, just like that. And the guy, guy I was talking to asked me, is that Nina with five N's? And I was like, no, that's Nina with two N's. And I gave him the finger on both hands um, and he got the message, and 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 he later on he he apologized. Also, he apologized after I did my whole set, um, and I directed all of my j- jerky, um, s- s- stuttering jokes 
at him. So he so he just felt awful. What a great comeback. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. It's so proud. I was so proud. I was so proud. Yeah. And and that's where like like the thing is, it's like nobody really gets away with heckling me about stuttering because I kind of feel like I, you know, I've been stuttering since I was eight. So it's been 40 years. And I, like, I feel I have a black belt in defending myself. And so I'm just like, the it's the guy who has a black belt in kung fu and he walks down the street hoping hoping that s- s- someone attacks him because he's just gonna go off on him and use all of his k- kung fu i i have so much that i have built into me um about how to handle vi- these things it's like yeah just come at me and find out what it'll be, be like when you heckle me do you think ron the right track to eventually getting to a place where stuttering is being talked about more and it's becoming destigmatized. Like, are we on the right path? Well, I discovered the broader stuttering community in like 1989, 90. So that's been a long time. And so back then, I think it was just like being able to gather was a big thing and then also protesting things that weren't cool like there was a sandwich shop in oakland that a stutterer had gone into to order a pastrami sandwich didn't go so well and so he was made fun of and the nsp which was the national stuttering project which then turned into the National Stuttering Association. I think it's important to get, get to the kids because what happens is the kids find themselves early. I mean, I didn't know about the NSP till I was in high school and then I took a big long break um, and then came back to it. And like developmentally, you need the stuttering community throughout your entire life. Like, I thought when I was 19, I was like, oh, okay, I met a teacher who stuttered. I think I can do that, too. I ended up not teaching, but it was for classroom management, not because of speech. Um, And, and like, um, and I was like, okay, I'm okay on my job, so I'm good. No, I wasn't okay, because all of the internalized stigma that I had impacted me in relationships. And I think women especially, we are socialized to make ourselves small. And when you stutter, you get extra small. And and, and that's why my book is called Stutter Interrupted because I wasn't only being interrupted by other people, but I was interrupting myself. You mentioned that women already kind of get talked over. And then as a female stutterer, I, I, I just want to ask, like, have you noticed any patterns with like women in particular in terms of being interrupted and kind of like making them shrink even more in comparison to men. Yeah. I mean, I I can only speak from my own experience, um, which was like, that was one of the main things that that I like, like I wasn't even being interrupted. I was just like holding back. And that holding back was like, 
I had dated a guy who stuttered and that was so important to me to have that experience because I learned like, I was like, oh, I wouldn't flirt in this way if I was with a fluent guy. Um, and I hadn't d done that with my ex of t 10 years because I was holding back as if my stutter was ugly, as if my stutter, like, like you know, it's, it, it, there's that whole iceberg thing from Sheehan. And for me, and I think this is especially like Italian, American, Catholic women tend to have some guilt. And like, I would feel guilty about having other people sit through my stutter as if it was rude to have them wait. I bet when you are doing these interviews, you get asked a lot of the same questions a lot. So I'm wondering what question are you tired of getting asked? And then two, what is a question you wish that interviewers would ask you more? Um, I think the thing that like, it's not like a lot of times people ask me, what's it like to be an inspiration? And what I <laughs> That's such them. an awkward question. <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, it, I just love inspiring the youth. Like no one is ever going to say that. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and one of my jokes in my act, and this is more when I go clean and it's a, and it's a, a disability audience. And the joke is how many disabled people does it take to screw in a light bulb? And the answer is one to screw it in and five able-bodied people to say, you are such an inspiration. Because that's a really common experience we all have is like, oh, you're such an inspiration for like waking up. You're such an inspiration for like doing this simple thing. It's like, okay, if you really dig deep and really look at my life and you're inspired to change yourself, I'm cool with being an inspiration. So our last question is about a book that you released in February 2022 and you co-wrote it with O.J. Patterson. And the book is called Bay Area Stand-Up Comedy, A Humorous History. And I'm wondering if you can give folks a little summary of, of what it, it's about. Thank you for asking that. I'm really excited about the book. I wanted to be a stand-up comic since I was 11. Dream died because um, of the speech. Like when I turned to 17, I was like, ah, I don't see anybody who's a comic who stutters, especially a w woman. I think that dream is just gonna go away now and I'll focus in on something else. Um, and that's where um, the me memoir comes in because that is the story about finding self-acceptance and starting com comedy. Now, the history book, though, um, really goes back to my love of c comedy and, and focusing in on that um, and looking at stand-up in the Bay Area from, like, 1860 when the first, like, there was the very first stand-up comic in the United States because stand-up is, is an American art form and the first comic came to San Francisco because the audiences kind of sucked in the East because there was a war, the Civil War. So things were a bit grim 
things were a little bit more happening here in San Francisco. And he loved the audiences. Audiences were great for a long time in San Francisco. And then there was the big change in stand-up, which happened in the 1950s, where Mort Saul and The Hungry Eye basically changed modern comedy. So the book explores the clubs, the comics, the scenes, um, really focused from the 1950s into the pandemic. Um, and you can tell that, you know, there are little things in there that a disability activist co-wrote this because you learn that Mario Savio, the father of the free speech movement in Berkeley, was a person who stuttered. And how freaking cool is that? The father of the free speech, free speech movement. Um, and so you learn little things about that. Yes. So, you know, I had to slide in those things. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Where can listeners find your book? You can find it anywhere. Like like these books will be sold, um, both, both Stutter Interrupted and Bay Area's stand-up comedy will be sold everywhere. Great. And we'll also have um, all the, the things Nina G just mentioned in our show notes. So we'll link to all of that. And yeah, Nina, thank you so much for being with us and celebrating the season finale of Proud Stutter with us. We couldn't, I'm just, I'm just so happy that we got to have this conversation and, um, from one fan, I'm just like, I'm so happy that we're, we're friends and that we're, we had to do all these cool things together yeah no and and thank you and congratulations on this it was so great to be at your opening on 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 uh october 22nd it was great to see so many people coming out and supporting you and the cause yeah thank you so much nina it was great to have you for our finale because you know we we've interviewed so many people over the course of this uh, season and you know everyone says that they had dreams that died because of their stutter and it's just I mean you're such an inspiration <laughs> thank you no but thank really you, thank you, thank really you. though yeah no I mean I I think um people are going to listen to this and think you know she did it so I can too like why I, I mean to at a certain extent it's like it's only you that's holding yourself back and i think you exemplify that idea thank you and and it's just that like those are things that you challenge constantly because it's not like i don't wake up sometimes and like i don't want to order the pepperoni pizza and i make my husband do, do it so there are certain things like that like this is an ongoing process and it's going to be our entire lives but it's because of support and community like the one that you have here that those are the reminders and the tune-ups that 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 we need all the time so i appreciate you having this as a platform And that's it for this episode. I'm Maya. And I'm Cynthia. And you've been listening to Proud Stutter. This episode of Proud Stutter was produced by me, Maya Chupkov. And edited by me, Cynthia Chin. 
Our music was composed by Augusto Denise, and our artwork by Mara Ezekiel and Noah Chupkov. If you have an idea or want to be part of future episodes, find us on Twitter at ProudStutter. You can also find us at www.proudstutter.com. Drop us a note or share a voice memo. What's your stuttering story? What topics would you like us to cover? And what are you curious about? And if you like the show, you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. More importantly, tell your friends to listen too. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Be proud and be you.